Welcome to the podcast of the Pilates Alliance of Australasia. The PAA strives to continue promoting the expansion of the Pilates method as a professional and valued healthcare and fitness discipline. The goal of the PAA podcast is to explore the many facets and layers of the Pilates industry through conversations with the community. I'm your host, Bruce Hildebrand. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the fifth episode in this series with David Gunther from Pilates Can and Pilates Business in Canberra. David, we're diving into the detail with today's episode, booking the initial sessions. I'm excited to make our way through this journey. Thanks, Bruce. We're getting to the halfway point. We need to acknowledge a lot of these steps and assets do meld together. So some of the assets can be similar, but they work together. It is really handy to look at them as individual steps so you can work out what you can put around those steps to make the step easy for your clients and easy for your business, for your instructors and staff. Listeners will be able to come to our Pilates business website and enjoy the videos about this same 10-step process. We'll talk in even more depth about all of the different assets that you can put together for where your business is at. It's important to be putting these together to suit your business. Within Pilates Can, this is a particular scale of business and sophistication that we have, so you will need to modify things to make sure it works for you. And that's why we encourage everyone to be tuning into this entire season of the podcast, because it's great to be able to listen to these episodes individually, but it's crucial to be able to see the big picture. I draw the parallel to learning Pilates as an entire system. It's very common and enticing, perhaps, to just do titbits and short courses here and there. However, the full system is only possible by seeing how it all fits together. The initial booking session today, David, is another step along the way, fitting into the whole picture. Of course, nothing happens unless we do book those initial sessions. So it's important to have infrastructure around that, things as simple as invoices, to record what you're doing with the money, particularly at this time of COVID with what's happening with reduced incomes and acknowledging that you are contributing the taxes for GST and being able to have accountability for the money that's coming in and therefore control over that is an asset in itself. That's why I've included the asset of invoices to tip our hat to the whole accounting process of what goes on in your business. The next asset that we're talking about is the session reminder auto emails. Depends on what sort of system that you have with your business, whether you have the capacity to create session reminder auto emails and texts. These can be very handy because if they forget to turn up, then of course there's a problem straight away and it could potentially stop that long-term relationship because they're not yet in the habit of showing up at a particular time for their Pilates which after a while can become a significant part of of their life, but you need to help them along, initially creating that excellent Pilates exercise habit, as we like to say. With the session reminder, there's also the asset of welcome email templates. People that are new to Pilates, perhaps they have done it before somewhere, they may have had a different set of procedures, a different culture in a different organisation. They might be used to a gym setup where they can come and go. But if you're running on bookings, which is really important in our industry to have bookings working well, 
then a welcome email can help lay the foundations of education of your client to help them on that journey of an excellent Pilates exercise habit. It's important how the welcome email is worded. It's not too long. It's got links to particular pages that will help them with their bookings, with their cancellations. And the wording in those emails can be different for different people. David, I'm seeing a lot of technology in this episode particularly to have all this automation in place. I presume you're going to be pointing us in the right direction with your resources on your website to offer up the range of different technology options available for these sort of solutions? Yes. On our website, on the videos, we've come to work out what works best for us with where we're at at the moment. That is the choice of the business owner. If you've already got a system that has auto emails that link in with other systems, then that can be good. There are a variety of different systems out there. We'll talk specifically about ours and go into detail about why we want certain features and why we don't need other features. With our CRM that we're using, one of the features of our welcome email templates is that we can have different categories, beginner clients, people doing personalized private and semi-private sessions, and then there's healthy clients and other people that have injuries. We put our email workflows together to speak the language of those different groups that we have in the studio, and they're personalized with the names of the client. The personal nature of the work that we do, it's crucial to have that consistency in the way that we create automations. One of the fears potentially is that you're not able to have that personal nature of communication nearly as much with the technology away from the face-to-face time. But having a good system that will mimic the great service that you offer in your Pilates sessions goes a long way to continuing to build the relationships with your clients. That's a really important point, Bruce, to combine the face-to-face, the human side of your client servicing and the automated technological side. It's really good to have that technology there and it can save you a lot of time so you can reinvest that time back in with the human side. It gives you that opportunity to do a better job where you need to have the face-to-face. It's terrific how we have progressed with technology, but you can go overboard and you can miss out on opportunities. We talked about in previous episodes about telephone and speaking to people on the telephone for that initial inquiry and price presentation so that you've got a human connection there. It's the same with whoever is doing your client servicing. They need to be aware of when it's really important to be connecting directly over the telephone or in the studio and when these automations and other technological things will help. We have a culture within Pilates Can where we expect that it is a team exercise, getting people to their sessions. We can do so many things to help them, but in the end, the client also has to want it and have the capacity to be there present in the studio. If they can't do that because their job's too important, there's other things on their agenda, their body and their mobility isn't as important as they thought it was going to be, then we can't help them. But there's been many instances within our studios where we have assisted clients to create that habit and taken them through that process where when you spoke to the client to begin with, they weren't a good chance of getting through and creating that habit. And we're moving on to a really exciting one next, David, with the cancellation policy. Yes, and this is where we have changed our cancellation policy over the years. Look, having those conversations with 
particularly new clients who don't know the culture, don't know what to expect and how to navigate their way through cancelling sessions, suspending direct debits, extending packages. It's really important to have a tight cancellation policy and to educate not only your clients but the instructors about how that works with technology, how it works for the individuals. We identified a lot of grey areas a few years ago now where we decided that we would give the clients three cancels even if they were late cancels. We have a 24-hour policy, so if they cancel within 24 hours, it's a late cancellation. But we decided that we would change the first three of those. This could include their first private session. And everyone's had someone call up for their first private to say, oh, I can't make it, got to go to the dentist, got to go to the vet, whatever it might be. But you've held that position that one hour with your best instructor or with yourself, and you've got to respect your own time. But you do also have to respect that it takes some time to get the culture, these habits going. That's why we introduced three cancels. They could use those all up in the first week or they could use them up over a year. We give three per year because we respect our time. We respect our instructor's time. And by the time the client has had to take their pet to the vet, For the fourth time, perhaps it's time to have a late cancel mean that they're actually paying for that session that they're not turning up to. A couple of things there, David. Firstly, how do you keep track of this in amongst your team? Because keeping it consistent through the air is really crucial. In days gone by when we had an expanded team, it was often tracking down the exact conversation that a client had had with an instructor that maybe was only there with us for eight hours a week and they'd had a passing conversation that had missed the communication line. And further from that, keeping track of this cancellation, I'm curious how you got to this three cancellation point. It's gone through the test of time, I presume? Yeah, we've been doing this for several years now. And what it's cut out are those conversations about, was that a good excuse that you're giving for your late cancellation? Should we make it an early cancellation? No, we don't have to have that conversation now. You've got three early cancellations anyway, so you decide. In terms of the tracking, we have a very good CRM. We use MindBodyOnline. We have a very highly trained client service staff with specific roles to combine things like making notes on the CRM for the individuals about late cancels, early reschedules. The system does record these changes and what they've done with their attendance. So we can quickly see if there is someone who's had five late cancels and been early rescheduled. We call it education, and we're really educating them from the word go because we're letting them know, look, this is one of the benefits. You do get three cancellations, even for late cancellations for your first three, so that you don't have to pay for them. But we do expect that you won't use those unless you really have to. I'm curious to reflect on how Joe Suppliers might have dealt with this situation. Yes, I'm not sure. I don't think he had Mind Body Online. So he probably had limited tools, but I get the impression that Joseph Pilates respected his own time. And that's the most important message for us, that we must respect our own time. We must have a process of helping the client, particularly the new client, understand that respect for our own time and for their time and for the relationship. We don't want to lose people over these sort of unimportant discussions about was it worthwhile not turning up. 
Also, that conversation that you have when you're teaching three people in a semi-private and the fourth person rings and wants to talk about why they didn't show up and how they're sorry about it. You don't want your instructors having those conversations. So we take those conversations out of play as much as we possibly can so that we can enhance the relationship with the client. Certainly, there's a real balance there that you learn about education, respect, And sometimes you do have to have tough conversations with clients and let them know that is the case. It is a late cancellation. It has cost you the session and you'll get three more credits next year. But please go ahead and show up to the sessions. And if they're not going to show up more times than they are showing up, then perhaps you're better off with helping other clients in any case. We hardly ever have to have that conversation. But you've had that conversation, Bruce? Yes, many a time. I think the policy that you've come around to, David, speaks of the mutual respect you have of both your team members' time and also your clients' time. As we explore this a little more, the listeners will be able to understand the benefit of striking a balance there somewhere in the middle. And by the sound of it, that three strikes situation that you're working with at Pilates Can is really working for you. Yeah, it is. We don't have to have so many of those conversations. It's a real distraction if you do. We can concentrate on other things that are much better for that relationship with the client and on progressing them on their Pilates journey. We will show some of those assets around the cancellation policy in the video so people can see the sort of wording that we have with our policies and the sort of assets that we use to reinforce that cancellation policy. Look, sometimes it can still be an issue. Things happen. We're not perfect and neither are our clients, but everyone's trying to do the right thing mostly. If you can take it out of play so it's not really part of the conversation because it's taken care of, then that's a really good thing. I think it will help a lot of people sleep easier at night not having this concern on their mind about how to handle that situation. For sure. And it leads us on from the booking of the initial sessions onto the next step, which is attending initial sessions. Those two are very much interlinked, but there are some similar assets around attending initial sessions and there are some different assets. So on the next episode, we talk more about attending the initial sessions because, of course, if they don't attend the initial sessions, it doesn't matter if they were booked. If they don't actually attend for whatever reason it might be, then again, they haven't progressed in their journey. Our objective is to make it as smooth as possible. I think the value of diving into these topics and each of these slides in detail, David, is as much as these episodes are taking some time to roll through, getting this part of the process is worthwhile getting right. It takes refinement, it takes reviewing over a period of time to really work through how it's going to exactly work for your studio setting. Taking a time, sorting through your stance and your policies and procedures around this step It is going to be a common step. You're wanting to have new clients arriving into your studio on a regular basis and therefore setting up their expectations, setting up the culture, setting up the workflow through this critical step paves the way for a long-lasting, loyal relationship with your clients. Exactly. And that's why we call them assets, because they're things that you will use again and again to save you time to create an excellent relationship with your clients and your instructors and your service team. It's really important that you do create these in a way that will last the test of time, because a good piece of machinery, an asset, or if you look at your house as an asset, 
you need to have a good roof. You need to have doors that open and close and they're basic things. But when you don't have those things, you're going to get rained on. You're going to get the wind blowing through and you don't want that with your business. You want to have assets that are assisting you to deliver what you are fantastic at delivering. You don't want to be distracted from being a fantastic Pilates instructor by things that could be dealt with by creating an asset and then using that same asset in combination with other assets so that everybody benefits. We look forward to the next episode, David. Attending initial sessions following on from our booking initial sessions episode today. Thanks for your time on the episode and we look forward to connecting next time. Thanks, Bruce. It's a pleasure to join with you again to explain these important steps. There is a membership category for every Pilates enthusiast, where the Alliance provides a wide range of information, resources, and support for everything you want to know more of with Pilates. Help us expand the message of the PAA by sharing with your network of friends and colleagues today so that the Pilates community can continue to be a vibrant and inspiring network for everyone's benefit. You can become a member today by visiting the links in the show notes. For existing members, join us on the PAA Member Forum Facebook page where you'll find an ongoing supply of resources and conversations to continue supporting you and your participation and involvement in the many levels of Pilates here in Australia. Pilates Alliance Australasia only exists because of the contributions of the Pilates community. If there's a topic or a conversation you would love to share on the podcast, then we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Pilates Alliance podcast. Please leave your comments on the Pilates Alliance Members Forum Facebook page. And remember, for anyone who is yet to become a member, we'd love to have you put your voice forward for the benefit of progressing Pilates here in Australia.